0: The Waddle & Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now waddle and sylvie live from state street in the heart of chicago you are listening to the new home of the chicago Chicago ben's espn chicago and this is waddle and sylvie live from the old national bank studio wmvp wshe hd2 chicago
1: a good karma brands radio station Second down and 10 of the eight yard line. Bajan gonna throw right. Caught. Nice throw. 15 yard line to the 17. Simple slant to the 17 and a wide open receiver making the catch. Sneak by Bajan and the big guys up front clear out some room. That was an easy plunge by the rookie quarterback. He gets a first down near the 20. First down and 10 of the, uh, they call it the 19. Bajan on the take of the turn of the bootleg to the right being chased. Gonna throw on the run. Wide open. He's got Zimba Webster. Had a first down to the 32 yard line. Nicely done by Bajin. Bought himself some time with his legs. He comes back to the huddle clapping. He wants these guys getting to the line of scrimmage immediately in a hurry-up, up-tempo attack. Roshan Johnson to the back, the out of the gun. The fake to up he pulls back. He fires up in the middle to Joe Reed. He makes the catch inside the 35-yard line to the 33 of Indianapolis. Nice fake, and he fired the gun 11 yards on a nice throw by the 6'3 quarterback out of Shepard. He's got Burns in front of him. Fullback snap. Sidestep to the pocket. Got a screen. It left. Nicely done. The Roshan at the 30 to the 25 yard line. Weaving to the 30 yard line to the I mean the 19 and knocked out of bounds. I meant to say 20 to the 19 and knocked out of bounds there. Set up the screen. Close to another first down. Nice fake along the way. Three double as you plays on this drive for Roshan Johnson. 14th play of the drive. Spreads it out. Bajan making a check. Reach to the left, one to the right, and the back to his right. Awaiting the snap of Kramer to Bajin. Quick throw and the slant. It is caught down near the five. Just let it rip, and it was caught. Nicely done. These inside passes are coming up big for the Bears. On a third down, they get to the five, and it's first down and goal at the five-yard line. Doris Fountain was the previous receiver, this one, Bajet just set his feet and let it rip perfectly. Thrown ball to Fountain again. They'll go at it again. Snap out of the gun. Bajant gonna look to run. He's at the five, diving into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown Bears and Tyson Bajant with an authoritative spike of the football in the end zone, enjoying his celebration. I
0: was uh, very surprised. Jeff Joniak with a call right here on ESPN 1000 with Tom Thayer. We've got. Uh, all the Bears games right here on your new home for the Bears ESPN 1000. Remember to download that ESPN Chicago app and grab all your Bears game day coverage on that Bears game day tab. But I was surprised when they didn't put Peterman in second. I was sitting with Meller and Yurko, and I'm like, oh, Pajin's coming in early here. Uh, I thought I that was very interesting. I think they've what they've
2: seen of him in the limited amount of time he's practiced. Like, I think that there was probably some curiosity how would he respond if you give him a little more run in live, you know, live go in a, in a game? And look, I remember being one practice, the first practice I went to, and I don't know if you and I were talking about it whatever. He really wasn't given an opportunity to do much, even in individual drills. And then they did a two-minute drill at the very end. And he was with his crew, you know, twos and threes or whatever it was, against, you know, the twos and threes on defense. And I just, I, I remember thinking, wow, that kid looks really comfortable you know, nothing spectacular, not predicting he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but he looks really comfortable. And then you you go back to, you know, the fact that he's got almost 50 starts, I think, in college football. and he
0: 17,000 was, yards. Yeah, and obviously in
2: a smaller, you know, the competition level was different than it is at, at the Power Five conferences. But I just remember watching him practice for a short period of time and not jumping to any conclusions, but coming away with the thought, he looks comfortable playing the position. Right, And that's how I would describe what I saw. I watched the game today because I was out of town and I watched it.
0: And that's the first thought I had was, wow, he looks comfortable as a quarterback. Right. He looked the part. Um, and again, to give you the history of him, he, he, he's, he grew up in West Virginia. And he was a, a, a very good quarterback in high school. But he was surprised that the offers didn't come in like he wanted them to come in. His dad is someone just called, and not everyone knows the story. If you followed it closely, you probably do. And if he does get successful, get ready for this story to be rammed home for you because it's going to be um, told in nauseum. Kevin Zipak, who's been screening the calls, didn't know. So maybe a lot of people don't know this. His dad is one of the all-time greatest arm wrestlers ever. Um And what makes him unique is... He was like, I don't know what the term is, but it, 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 like a switch hitter in baseball. He can arm wrestle with the left arm and the right arm. Ambidextrous? Is that the good term for it? He can do everything or he does that with either arm. Right. Like that's the term when you can use both hands in, e- in anything. I don't know what the term is for arm wrestling with both arms. Um, he is like known as the goat. I believe it's called the stranger, Sylvie. <laughs> That's
2: outstanding. He's the GOAT Lefty. So is there is there actually a division in the arm wrestling championship? It's standard, and then there's the stranger where you actually arm wrestle with your non-dominant arm? Sounds correct to me, that, Tom. You know what? That's... That sounds like an event for the for ESPN The Oat Show.
3: It's unbelievable. It's
2: called, we got standard heavyweights and we got stranger, the stranger category.
3: Did you, you throw that on after the, uh, the hot dog contest on the 4th of July and make yeah. it a whole family thing every
0: year? Yeah. Did I bring this up to you like only Thayer can? He brought up the other day, wrist wrestling. He was not, not there. And, and then Joniak even turned to him and he said, what are you talking about wrist wrestling? Did he mean arm wrestling? He, and he goes, same thing, arm wrestling. Like, and, and like, like there, only Tom can. He wrist wrestling. <laughs> he's a so, so, yeah, so Tyson Bajan's dad is known as the Goat Lefty, and he's even won titles right-handed. And he's this unbelievable personality. Is this the The Stranger? No, he is. No, okay. The Beast, no. I believe it the is. The Beast. I think he's The Beast, like yeah. Jim B-Stick. So, and I believe he went to Shepherd. So this is, this is sort of a, a little out there too. Saturday night after I went to, uh, after I did the halftime show, I got to go out to dinner with Joe Madden. Um, Joe Madden was in town all last week. I went to go see John Vincent, who is a, uh, he sings the national anthem for Cubs games. He's, he was a performer at Ditka's for many years. He is, He sang the National Anthem at the Air and Water show yesterday. He's fabulous. If you've ever seen him in a lounge in Chicago, he is one of the best. And he is one of the nicest human beings on the face of this earth. i co-sign that. So um, I I was texting with John earlier in the week. And I said to John, hey, I want to come see you perform. So we made a reservation, Allie and I. Allie came and met me downtown for an 8 o'clock dinner. John texted me middle of the week and he said, hey, Joe Madden's in town. He wants to come and see me perform too. Do you would you guys want to have dinner together? <laughs> I go, John, who are you talking to? Of course I would right. love to have dinner. Can I with... sit on his lap? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hold me back. So it was the four of us. We had di- I had dinner with Joe Madden. So Joe asked me about the Bears game. And I said, Joe, there's this quarterback. His name is Tyson Bajan. And he is from this school, I don't know. It's Shepherd College. It's Shepherd University, uh, and he is a Division Two player. And he goes, "All right, well, tell me about Shepard. I go, I, "I don't know." He goes, "Where is it?" I go, "I I'm not sure." And he goes, "He goes, Sylvie, you got to know this stuff." He's like, "Let's sit down. Let's start searching." Joe Madden and I start googling and doing the. We start going down the the rabbit hole of Shepherd University. Shepherd University founded in 1871 are you guys drunk at this point no this is at the beginning of the night this is like i like i hey joe how you doing uh, great to see you welcome back to chicago oh sylvie were you out at the bears game no the bears were at the colts Blah blah. blah. well what happened and then, and then the conversation starts he goes he's like hey you got to know this stuff let's start figuring this out so joe in like all like how he is you know joe joe wants to know about shepherd university so Shepherd is this teachers' college that now has become a liberal arts school. It's this really, really small school that I guess his dad went to as well. And he re- he rewrote the record books in Division Two, Tyson Bajan. And in his last year, he entered the, t- the transfer portal. He he could have. He got some sniffs from Maryland. He got some sniffs from West Virginia, but he decided to stay at Shepard for his last year of college. And again, like the stats that he put up are unheard of on any level of college football. He was the division two athlete of the year, basically like their Heisman trophy winner. Very accomplished. Very accomplished. Again, into for a division two player to get invited to the senior bowl was a big deal. This wasn't like they stumbled into him. Luke Getzey coached him at the senior bowl. So again, hands-on, saw what he was like in the, in the film room. And what a Twitter follower, as I pointed this out, mentioned, Ron Wolf always said this. You draft a quarterback every year. They didn't draft him. A lot of people thought he would get drafted. But this is the reason. And, I again, I don't know what he's going to be. I'm not saying. But you may have found your backup quarterback simply because you've given a kid on a Division two level... A ch- who has played a lot of football, a chance. And it's, it's just like, and I mentioned Tony Romo and I mentioned Purdy. The thing that they have in common, and I know now we've got the hindsight of knowing what they've turned out uh, to be, Purdy on a, a small scale, Romo on a big scale. Both of them played a lot of football. But neither of them were highly touted prospects coming out. Tony Romo wasn't drafted coming out of Eastern Illinois. No, Brock Purdy was, was Mr. Pitch. Irrelevant coming out of college. But what they have in common is they put up a lot of yards. They got a lot of reps. They got a lot of playing time at Iowa State in Eastern Illinois. So this is a kid who got a lot of playing time at Shepard. They saw what he was firsthand at the Senior Bowl. They've had him for a long time. And Matt Eberflus, the one thing that we've learned about him in a year and a half as coach of the Bears is he is not scared to give kids jobs. There are a lot of coaches who always say, Well, I'd rather give that to a veteran. I'd rather trust a veteran. Eberflus is willing to give Braxton Jones the job from the jump. He's willing to give young guys the opportunity. He loves that. He's willing to deal his middle linebacker and give an undrafted middle linebacker the job right away as a rookie. So maybe again he's willing to give Tyson Bajent the backup quarterback's job over pj walker or at the very least he'll give him the third string job and let him climb up the charts and continue to impress him to number two
2: that would be to me a a no-brainer like look with no disrespect meant to either pj walker or peterman you don't need both of them like in this league what you should do if you found the guy that you kind of like you know maybe with a little more polish the stone starts to shine you know, we, this is maybe a guy we want to keep in our system to have. There's no reason to move off of him. You know who Peterman is at this point. You know who P.J. Walker is at this point. Maybe you start the season with P.J. Walker as your backup and Baygent as your third team guy. And maybe over the course of time, maybe that, that shifts. You don't know. But I'm with you. I think that this is a great opportunity. You know, this is how teams develop players. You know, you can allow him to develop on his own, you know, at his own speed during the course of the season. He'll get a chance to work against your defense and scout team and all kinds of other things. Maybe eventually he becomes a guy that can play for you at some point. But um, I just go back again to the, the the eye test. We always talk about numbers and all that. What do your eyes tell you? My eyes told me that yes, I get it. They were playing against backup Colt defenders. Fine. He had backup Bears offensive members in his offensive huddle as well. Backup lineman. Yes. I mean, so he doesn't look overwhelmed. He looks comfortable playing the position. He does the simple stuff pretty well. And he's got a strong arm. He's decent size. He's got good size. Like, uh, he checks a lot of boxes. I'm not telling you there's a quarterback competition. No, no. This isn't about number one. We're talking about finding. We always talk about. Should you draft a quarterback every year? Should you try to develop young guys while you still have a starter who's ensconced in the role? You should. Yes. Because guys get hurt. So if you can find a guy that you like who does the basics of the position well and looks comfortable – Maybe you catch a flyer with a guy
0: like this. There's no reason you to never move know. him away from him. Never know. Yeah, but right? you know what the ceiling pretty much is on PJ Walker, and certainly with Peter uh, Peterman, of course. So why not find a guy that you could develop? And then, did you mention the new rule too? Because of what happened, I did not mention the rule. to to Purdy. So the new rule this year is the third quarterback doesn't count against the 46. Right? Isn't that what it is? Brecht, he's a forty-seven man on the active roster. Right. So so before teams were were reluctant to carry three active quarterbacks on their roster because anyway the third quarterback would have to be. Would have to count against your your forty-five active guys. So now that guy won't count against the guys who are active on game day. But he he you can still use him in case of emergency, right? Isn't that the way? I believe that's the case. So so now you, you can, you can, you, they're most likely to keep three, I think, is the way it's going to go.
3: There's like, there's no downside to carrying a third quarterback right. on game day, and there's only
2: bad stuff that can happen if you don't. Right, because if you carry him, it does, he doesn't take the place of somebody else. He's got his own spot.
0: Right. So even if you start him at three and you keep just PJ Walker as your two for now, and then Bajan continues to show you in limited reps that he is. Growing and you believe in him, and you need a roster spot later in week two, week three. You could always cut PJ Walker then. Like, I, 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 there's no downside to keeping him. Right, right. Like, you don't have to make Bajan two now. No, I'm not against that, but you don't have to do it now either. But let's start. Like, I, I, I'm bullish on this whole thing. On. Finding a guy that they've believed in since the senior bowl who's had a lot of playing time
2: Ryan and, Poles and seeing is,
0: what you got. Ryan Poles is doing, a, I think, a nice job
2: collecting good football players, upgrading the roster. If he has the potential to be better than the other third quarterback or even at some point grow into your backup quarterback, he's another addition to your roster that makes you a more talented
4: team.
0: Yep. Russ in Palos Heights here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Russ?
4: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, here's my uh, comment. Uh, he's got the physical skills, Beijing. He's got the communication skills because nobody was offside or had a false start. The other thing that I think about this guy is that I think because until now, Fields has had no competition for what he does. I think every position, including the quarterback, needs competition. And I'm hoping that Bajan is the, guy, the kind of guy who can press him. And maybe Fields will find a way to throw that 7- to 15-yard uh, chain mover that he's been able to do, unable to do until now when he's got pressure from underneath him.
2: Well, I, thanks for the call, Russ. Look, I... I... I think he does the things that you said well. There is no quarterback competition here, okay? That's just not – I mean, we can say that even the quarterback needs competition. In this situation, there's no quarterback competition. That's not part of the equation at this point with
0: this team. If the Bears are going to be great, it's going to be with Justin Fields now. Correct. At this point, yes. yes. Steven Indy, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve?
4: Hey, guys. I I love what you're saying about Tyson Bajan – I was at the game Saturday night and I had a, I had a pretty good view of the field. We were on the 45 yard line, a couple levels up and, um, uh, Baker had really good poise, uh, command of, he had commanded the huddle. I mean, he got in and out crisp. Um, he, when he made a decision, he flipped his hips and through, uh, everything that he did, I was impressed with and, um, got home the other day and talked to my dad and he saw the same thing. And so, uh, one thing that i would really been thinking about is what do you need in the number two quarterback? You, you need him to hold the fort when the, when the, when the big guy goes down. And we all, we all know this is the year of Justin, but I, I'm also going to say, I think Justin's 80% there, but the things that I saw from Baygent were the things that Justin doesn't do well, you know, hitting, hitting those crossing routes in the middle, being, having that pinpoint accuracy that, you know, that, when you know when the guy is one foot away, you know if you're open by a foot, you're open, and he did a really great job of that. And I, I think, as a number two quarterback, if he gets more reps, he can help Justin get better at the things that he needs to get better at by seeing it. I just want to know what your thoughts are. on I think that it's aspect, an astute
2: doesn't? call from that perspective, Steve. I think that there are throws that the kid made, and again, I don't get me wrong; it's a small sample size. He played the position the way a professional quarterback has to play the position where if you see a glimmer of distance between the wide receiver and the cornerback, you're open, throw it, put the ball in a position where you give your receiver the best chance to catch the ball. And then it's up to the receiver, also a professional to make a play for you, get the ball out quick, help your offensive line with regard to how they protect by knowing where you should go in certain situations. So um, I, I agree. I think if Justin can do the simple stuff better, he's he he's destined for a fabulous season. This kid does the little stuff in a small sample size. He does the little stuff better. Can he do the spectacular? Well, that we don't know. Yeah. We know he did it at the Division Two level. So I don't know where his ceiling is, but I know his floor is is where you want a quarterback or at least a backup
0: quarterback's floor to be. See where you could develop him. Uh, I mentioned Kyle Brand had something interesting to say. We haven't gotten to that. I want to play this now. This was Good Morning Football. The question was posed to him about more pressure on Justin Fields or Jordan Love this year. Uh, this was his answer.
5: I think mm. it's Fields. I, I, yeah. really, I'm gonna, I think it's Fields. If Jordan Love doesn't work out, there's this sense for Packers fans where, like, look, we made a deal with the devil. We had incredible quarterback play for 30 years. We had a great run, and maybe we'll, the next guy will work out. If Justin Fields doesn't work out for the Bears, it is like the city is going to melt. It's going to be apocalypse. Remember, remember in the in this in the series finale of Succession, where Kendall's in the room and he's just like, if if, if, if I don't get to do this, like I, I might die. Like that's how he's putting himself out there. Like, Justin Fields has to work. He has to. Understand, like, Mike, you're talking about, whoa, we're back to 2008? We we can go back to 1950 (laughs) for the Bears. 2008, we can go back to the Truman administration. We actually have video of the last Chicago Bears all-pro quarterback. It's not that long. There it is. (laughs) All right, you can go to 2008, 98, 88, 78, 68, 58. We're going to trump all of them. There is a, a haunting in the city of Chicago, a haunting about their quarterback and if you grew up in it and your parents grew up in it and your grandparents grew up in it this idea that we've never ever ever had a guy I know people in Chicago who'd like I'd cut a finger off just to have a team in an era where, man, our offense is incredible and our defense and special teams suck, but at least we lost 35-33. to 33. That would feel so fresh. It's always the opposite. Always. If Justin Fields becomes, let's just say, like a top-10 quarterback, he is the biggest thing since Michael Jordan. It's not even close. If he becomes a superstar and he's in the MVP running... It's the city explodes. They know nothing. They've had nothing. They don't know what it's like to have a good quarterback. The Packers are the most like entitled, rich, trust fund brats when it comes to quarterback effort. And it, it doesn't, it's not their fault. The, the, the Bears are sitting there like, please, sir, may I have some more? Like, they just want some gruel to eat. They might get a prime rib. If they get it, the city will be it, nirvana it's fields because if they don't oh my god if justin fields is like yeah the passing game just take off no chemistry with more the offense fell on its face and we may be looking to draft next year miserable i'm sad just thinking about i don't even want to put it out there it's fields i thought it was
0: good stuff from kyle brant kyle's the best he's so fun we had a would you remind me later meller to bring this up of the would you rather question we got on friday to ask waddle about it because it's similar to what brant was talking about regarding that MVP, about how the city, like even in a loss, if we would have an MVP uh, quarterback, the city would go crazy because we've never had that. It's like the new, the new Cubs drought. It's, it's the last thing left. The he
2: is him crowd has amplified some of that pressure as well because they've set the expectation level at a, a spot that, I, in some ways, I don't think is fair for him because, look, I... Lowercase I, him? Y- yes. I, I mean, like look, can we just let him play and develop at his pace? Not from zero to MVP. How about zero to he's our quarterback for the future? Yes, that
0: we How now know. That, that we that? now know he's How our guy. How we do that first? I'll take it. All right, uh, coming up next, we've got Waddle's World. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000.
1: This Is Waddle's World and in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend, amazing. Nine
0: career TDs in the NFL. He caught
4: everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are
2: you not entertained?
5: It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Oh
2: yes, welcome to Waddle's World. Brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wind Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wind Trust Community Bank, visit windtrustcom find us, member FDIC. It says here that uh, Travis the Beast Bajent is six foot three and two hundred sixty five pounds. His lever length is twenty one inches, and his favorite technique is high side pressure. That's uh, Tyson Bajent's father, who is the accomplished arm wrestling champion of the entire universe. Meller says that he is not only a champion in the uh the heavyweight division, but also in the sleeper division. Because he can wrestle you with both arms.
0: So the lever length that's that's From your elbow, I think probably to the top of your fingers. Now uh, that's hi- just the high guess. side pressure. Like, I mean, wouldn't it maybe, all be maybe, high side? Well, I no, mean,
2: maybe I'm trying to bend your hand over and then I create pressure with the grip. What are what are other types of there's the ball techniques. punch. There's uh, the
0: peanut punch. It's a ball punch. We should play a game, okay? You, you don't give me any techniques. You come up, Meller, before six with technique or not a technique for arm wrestling. And we have to guess if they're real arm wrestling techniques. You, you just know- gave us high side pressure. Yes. I gave you the ball punch. Right. I don't know
2: if that's real or not. No, that's but not real. You don't know. That, no, no, know. Ball punch is not a real. Do you know what I would? I'd go I think with that's the DQ if you ball punch. I would in the go with though. the Will yeah. Ferrell approach. I would try to make you laugh. Like you're all locked in. You got all the chalk on your yeah. hand, and you got the, you're got you looking at the guy, and your eyes are about to pop right. out of your head, and maybe you fart or you do something oh, really Brad. funny, <laughs> and then you're getting to laugh, and then you're down. <laughs>
0: The old smelt, The Will Ferrell attack. The old smelted delta technique. Yes. Well, I told... Hey, buddy, I, here we go. This what is, is about the about finger tickle? Mm. Oh, yeah. The finger tickle's a good one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you, 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 you shake all hands up, and you yeah, just... All of a sudden, yeah. you
0: go with the pinky. Yes. And you start tickling with the pinky. Can you imagine what your Blow opponent would do? How about the blowing of the kiss? What about picking your nose and then grabbing the, the hand? the other hand. Oh, you go with... Yeah, I'm and and moving up. your nose and then you go. Yeah. And then... Pick, well, your
3: show, you guys, uh, Pick your
0: nose and go. I showed you
3: guys technique. the whispering arm wrestler, the erotic whispering arm oh, yeah, wrestler from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Ah, oh, dude, I got to show it, it to you. It was from several
0: months ago. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he I didn't he like do. that. You, we played it for you. Yeah. Really? Where he was telling you what he was going to do. I'm going to break your arm. Here's well, what well, I'm going to do. No, I don't remember that. He Maybe was, like, that was
3: off that day. He was actually like... Um, uh, it was a, like complimentary to his opponent. He's like, "Yeah, yeah you that's smell great. great. You're, oh, you're strong. That's strong. Good." And he he would do it over and over, and then he eventually just crush his opponent.
2: So creepy. It sounded like a porn. Is what it
0: sounded like.
2: <sighs> hey, do you want to do a? Uh, you you want to take a guess? As uh, I got a couple of lists here. I think I told you one of them, but I do have a couple of lists I'd like to bring to your attention. One is the Major League Baseball farm system rankings, which I think you'd be excited about. And the other is... That I know.
0: You do? You gave me that. That's
2: right. Uh, and the other one is the... I can't follow. The preseason power rankings. That one I don't know. 2023, the NFL preseason power rankings. You want to do a little power ranking guessing? Yes. By the way, this is from NFL Nation reporters from ESPN. This was from earlier today. Um... Power Panel is a group of more than 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities that evaluate how NFL teams stack up against each other, and then they rank them 1 to 32. So that's how we're doing it, okay? It, um, so how do you believe this thing all plays out? Let's go top 10 first of all. Let's Before we get Bears-centric, and maybe the Bears are in the top 10.
0: Believe, say, is this after they calculated the Bajan performance? That I don't. Know. Well, yes, because this
2: this was from uh, what's today's date? The twenty first. Yeah, it's from today. First of all, do you want to take against Miller? Have you seen this list? I have not. Okay. Do you Mar- believe that, that the, the Bears King. are in? Jimmy has them. It's three. Jimmy on the north side has the
0: Bears at three. But do the NFL uh, ESPN panelists have the Bears top ten? No, 10? they do not have them in the top ten. That is correct. And I don't even think they have them in the top 20.
2: So with that in mind, would you like to guess the top ten first or you want to know where the Bears fit?
0: The top team is either, I, I'm going to go to last year's Super Bowl. I'm going to go either Eagles or the Chiefs.
3: I agree. I think Chiefs are number one, Eagles too.
2: Jeff Meller is spot on. The Chiefs are one. The Eagles are two. Right. Who's three? The, the Cincinnati Bengals. You are correct. Who's four? The Buffalo Bills. Mm, they're five. Okay. Niners? Yes. Look at you guys together. What a well, team. Those are all,
0: all the teams. Uh, from- number
2: six. Bit of a surprise for me. Jaguars? No. That's a good guess,
3: too. They're, I think the Jaguars are in the ten. So Chargers? No. Because that
2: would have been a surprise. Maybe the Cowboys? Cowboys are seven. Cowboys are always overloved, in my opinion. Their defense was really good last bottom. year. I know, but... The Miami Dolphins come in at oh, six. okay. Like I said, it's a bit of a surprise And that's a me. really good division. Um, the, are the Jets in the top ten? The Jets are not in the top wow. ten. Wow. So the Cowboys nope. are seven. Cowboys are seven. We... Detroit 8. The Detroit Lions come in
3: at
0: 10. 10. The Jaguars or Chargers are not in the top 10? Chargers are 9. And then the Jaguars have to be in the top 10. The Baltimore Ravens are 8. Wow.
2: So the Jags are 11. Oh, that's surprising. Jags are outside of the top 10. They're 11. Uh, you asked about the Jets. The Jets come in at 13. Wow. Um, mm. I think you now see. you have to tell me where you think these Chicago Bears I'm gonna are. I'm going to go 22. 22. I think uh, people are a little bit more bullish on the Bears. I will say 17. The Chicago Bears come in at number 24. Yeah, they're gonna earn it, uh, Meller. And that is the lowest ranking of any team in the NFC North. The Packers are at 20. The Minnesota Vikings are number 15, and as I told you, the Detroit Lions are number 10. So. I, I, I'm, I'm not, not offended I'm not, I'm by not any offended. Of that. Either. No, I think I'm not that's offended. a great way to describe it. Why would you be offended? Our favorite football team we'll won three it. games last year. Yes.
0: And the proven part of it's going to be a fun watch.
2: Jordan Love looks pretty good, too.
0: I know. I, 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 uh, Jim Miller's coming up. I want to ask him about that. Uh, Jim Miller did the television broadcast, former Bears quarterback. He's coming up at four. I'm a little worried about. Uh, I saw these highlights today, and then some of the get-up guys who do vacillate with a lot of things. Greeny now thinks that uh, Jordan Love's going to be great. Greeny also said he would wear, he would grow a mustache. I think
2: to mimic Rogers, Rogers as long yeah. as Rogers has his. And then they showed a picture of Greeny like as he would have him. He actually looked okay. Yeah, it looked okay with a mustache. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, pick you up here, okay? after the, the ranking of them as the Bears is 24. Kyle Mac, uh, Kylie McDaniel's updated Major League Baseball Farm System rankings. This also from today. I don't know Kylie McDaniel, but you do. Mm-hmm. He is uh, the, I guess the, their Your minor most league. expert uh, minor league guy mm-hmm. on ESPN. Uh, I told you that these Chicago Cubs are ranked second on his list, just behind the Baltimore
0: Orioles. So, isn't it in two years since the sell-off, they are in a spot for the wild card, and they have rebuilt their minor league system to second in all of baseball. But yet, people still think Jed sucks. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I Look, again, I, I continue to say this. I don't know how great Jed is. I don't know if he's Theo... Or even a step below Theo. But it, the Jed sucks narrative quite sucks. frankly sucks. Yeah. In two years, he, took, he, he sold off, built up the farm system to second, and has this team in a wild card spot. No, I, I think you make an excellent
2: point. I don't think that uh, the evidence is there that uh, Jed sucks at this point. Um, so, yes, I just, as I thought, I was probably going to make you a little depressed, and I don't think yeah. it was as depressing as you thought because, I'm like you, I believe that I'm fine with them being rated 24th uh, I, at this you, point, the you, Bears. But the
0: Cubs, I thought, would give you a, a big smile being ranked second. You were out on uh, Friday. I was, I was a little down on Friday afternoon because they lost to the, the Royals. Royals. But at least they bounced back. They took two out of three. Now they got to beat the Tigers. Yes, they do. You know? The, the, Unfortunately
2: for you, the Brewers
0: are playing good baseball. They went to
2: Texas and swept the Rangers. Yeah, they bounced back after, after they being got swept, swept, swept by the Dodgers.
0: It should be a really interesting National League Central race down the street. Yeah, they got the Brewers coming up. When? When is that? A week in a week from now? Let me look at the Cubs schedule. Yeah, it's uh, the
3: end of August, right into yeah. It's that weekend. That Friday, next Friday.
2: By the way, uh, Michigan has a self-imposed three-game ban for Jim Harbaugh. They've just decided before uh, college football comes up with their ultimate decision, we're just going to suspend our football coach, Jim Harbaugh, three games to start the season.
0: Well, he was suspended for four, then that got kind of pushed by the wayside, right? Because that didn't, something with that happened where it wasn't like, uh, like what was, what's the term. It, right, it was initially Correct. a four-game ratified
2: then, or something. Yeah, there was something about it that not everyone was satisfied with the punishments. But Michigan said, "Listen, we'll take this into our own hands. It's a three-game suspension, so Jim's going to miss the home games against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. And then, then we're going to have him back.
0: Is he allowed to? Is he allowed to coach practice? And like, how do those suspensions work?" Harbaugh will
2: be allowed to coach during the week, but will be barred from coaching the three Saturday big games, a source told ESPN. Yeah, I
0: mean, but like, like, big deal. Like, you could, you could devise the game
2: plan. You could coach practices. Listen, they're bringing the hammer down on themselves. When a player is suspended, he's not allowed to practice during the week. Michigan's self-imposed suspension for Harbaugh is designed to soften the potential ruling from the NCAA, which likely won't come until 2024. Wow. Why is it taking you so long to make this decision? That's
0: a, that's a long process right there. That
2: is unbelievable. Uh, what else to have you? You know, we should have the Lonzo Ball conversation a little bit later in the show. Just yeah. real quick, brief. He was on uh, Trey Young's podcast and has some things to say. He has obviously confirmed that yeah. there will be no 23-24 right. season. And I was him. at, at Bulls Fest over the weekend. Yeah, we'll get to that, too. Aaron Rodgers is going to make his Jets debut Saturday against the Giants. So Aaron Rodgers is going to play. So uh, get ready for that. Uh, All right, and when we come back, I have a concerning story about commercial airlines for you. Mm. I have a story about a Little League League World Series story that may catch your attention. um, And a uh, traffic stop where someone just said, you know what, you got me. That's next.
0: ESPN
5: 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle & Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app.
2: I flew in uh, yesterday from Boston. uh, From Boston. From Boston. Uh, Have you ever been on a flight and you kind of like wondering... Have you ever got close to another plane or that you were yes. ever in peril? I've seen a plane in the air.
4: Well, but like, yeah. Not that close, but. Yeah.
2: I mean, there will be planes. Yeah. The horizon is pretty. Yeah. I know. I mean, but- you will see a plane. I'm just saying, like, close. Like, really close to you. Well, commercial airlines in the U.S. racked up a staggering 46 close calls in the last month alone with one American Airlines flight to dallas traveling at 500 miles per hour forced into an abrupt 700 foot climb to avoid a united plane wow so i guess it happens weekly you would think human air often to blame and a shortage of air traffic controllers has been blamed as well but dozens of near misses between aircraft in the u.s month last month highlighted the alarming number of incidents which have taken place this year it's a pretty dark conversation especially for a Monday, you know, a Bears Monday. I was just wondering whether or not it was something when you take off, you ever, you know, as it goes through your mind. Are you a pretty calm flyer? Yes,
0: I'm a very calm flyer. I actually like um, turbulence. It should be because, excuse me? I like turbulence. Why would you like turbulence? Well, first of all, a plane is not going to just fall out of the sky. Like that—that is—it's just—it's science. You think it's science fun, like a like, a, I like, a, a, I like the, ride at an amusement the, park. I like the, one, the the bumpiness almost is a calming, like rocking nature to me.
3: You put your hands up in the air like you're on the American Eagle. <laughs> Woo,
2: this is great. This is the person next to you is puking. Do you guys like turbulence? I don't like turbulence. Like I I am. You like tur-
3: Turbulence? Honestly, no, and that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say really? they enjoy yeah. Turbulence. Like not,
0: I'm not saying the violent Turbulence, but like when the when it gets bumpy, it's like a lullaby, like a rocking, like 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 being in a... Uh, I don't recall Turbulence ever being I'm not a the only rock. Listen, I'm not the only one. I know Kay. there are other people like me really? who find Turbulence to be... By the way, I will agree Calm. with you. Like calming it, 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 even even though it's weird
3: to say. I'll agree with you that it's not likely that a plane's just going to fall out of the sky. It won't. But
0: if it is, first sign that it's going to fall out of the
3: sky turbulence. is turbulence. No,
0: it's not. It planes don't fall out of the sky. Now you're just making stuff up.
2: I mean, reasons why? You know? I mean, like, what do you mean, reasons why? Well, I mean, they don't naturally just fall out of the sky. But Meller's right. Like, if something catastrophic were to happen, the, the turbulence would probably be
0: a good signal. No, of it. The, 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 a plane, like plane crashes happen on takeoffs and landings. They don't happen at thirty thousand feet. It's it, it's read it. You read it. Take Call. The where's a pilot?
2: Maybe we shouldn't talk about plane crashes. It's not. I mean, I just was saying. Like, I was just wondering having That's flown why I yesterday. Like, I or not... feel
0: secure up at thirty five thousand feet. I do too. Feet. I don't have any problem so with it. So if it gets a little
2: bumpy, I like the rocking motion. So you probably like. Do you like the smaller planes because you feel the turbulence in those? I think more frequently. Do you like uh, smaller planes? I, I don't mind them. I mean. I, well, I might, like I said, I I find that I experience more turbulence on the smaller planes than the bigger planes. So maybe you should request no probably small big, no
0: probably the bigger planes just yeah. because you feel more secure on them. Okay. Um, I also told Joe about Madden about our private plane ride home. Oh really? Yeah. About how drunk we got, or at least I got. Yeah, because uh, I'm uh, a from the World home. Series. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, I had a couple keep forgetting but, my,
2: yeah. I, I'm sure Joe appreciated the fact that you were celebrating. Yeah, Oh, yeah, he did. By the way, I've been watching the Little League World Series over your head over there. Uh, I believe that Washington just beat Tennessee. But on that topic, Cubans Little League coach, Jose Perez, has gone missing at the World Series. What? Yes, a coach with Cuba's first-ever Little League World Series team has gone missing, a tournament official said today.
0: Is this because, is he
2: trying to become a U.S.? I don't know. It's a good question. Um... This was the Cuban team's first visit to the Little League World Series, and Perez's disappearance came hours after Little League and Cuban Baseball Federation extended their relationship to 2025. So um, keep an eye on that. Well, this way, is because he's trying to leave the country, right? I, that would be my guess, but there's no reference to that. Uh, And Spain's soccer chief has apologized for kissing World Cup winner Jenny Hermosa on the lips in celebration. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. So uh, the apology's out there. It's just European. That's that's how they do it. No, that's. I don't think so. No. Uh, Well, I think that the kiss on the lips maybe should be a. It may be more European. It may be more. It may happen more frequently in Europe versus in Chicago, but or in Is it the United really? States. I
0: thought the European thing was like kiss on the cheek and the other
2: cheek. Well, I was just going to say the it's universal that an unwanted kiss on the lips is yeah is probably I, yeah, whether yeah. you're in Spain, you're in Australia, yeah. or you're somewhere you know up in Libertyville. Yes, I you know I don't know if an unwelcomed kiss on the lips is something that anyone. Loves. And he really
3: planted it on her too. I mean, he grabbed yeah, both it's... sides of her head. really? Oh, just really? Wow. Yeah, it
2: was sensual. Stroked her hair and yeah. stuff. It was like the the sexy arm wrestling. <laughs> guy. Was, was there was there any hair stroking? Did you say? What I'm saying, but that's, yeah. He has said that surely I was wrong. I have to admit it was without bad faith at a time of maximum effusiveness. <laughs> Is that code for something It was a mutual Max? gesture that was totally spontaneous, prompted by the huge joy of winning a World Cup. Maximum effusiveness. Yeah. I
0: get that on a Saturday night every now and then. How much does that cost you? <laughs> Is
2: that a drink? No, no. Oh, okay. That's usually what yeah, I, I go, go to the whole, bar and ask and I get, for. I say to yeah. Allie, I say, all
0: right. Allie, I have maximum Are
2: you? And then she tells you, just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Can can do go to sleep.
0: That's all I got for you today. It all right, there Monday. you go. Jim Miller's going to join us uh, coming up next. He played uh, quarterback for the Bears. He was on the Bears broadcast. Is he buying what Tyson Bajent is selling? We'll find out coming up next.